Lieutenant Murphy was an avid adherent of CrossFit, and after his death, one of his favorite workouts was named after him. The workout, which he referred to as body armor, is now called Murph. While wearing a 20-pound weighted vest, it is a one-mile run followed by 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats, followed by another mile done for time. This workout is performed at thousands of CrossFit boxes around the world on Memorial Day. Lieutenant Murphy was killed June 28, 2005, after exposing himself to enemy fire and knowingly leaving his position of cover to get a clear signal in order to communicate with his headquarters. He provided his unit's location and requested immediate support for his element and then returned to his position to continue fighting until he died from his wounds. Operation Red Wings was a counterinsurgent mission in Kunar Province, Afghanistan, involving four members of the United States Navy SEALs, Murphy and two other SEALs, Danny Dietz and Matthew Axelson. My apologies if I mixed messed up those names, were killed in the fighting. In addition to 16 American Special Operations Forces soldiers who were killed when their helicopter was shot down while attempting to extract the SEAL team prior to a helicopter being shot down in 2011. It was both the largest loss of life for American forces since the invasion began and the largest loss for the SEALs since the Vietnam War. Marcus Luttrell, was the only surviving American soldier from the squad. He was protected by local villagers who sent an emissary to the closest military base, allowing a rescue team to locate him. Murphy led the four-man reconnaissance team on a mission to kill or capture a top Taliban leader, Ahmed Shah, codenamed Ben Sharmak who commanded a group of insurgents known as the Mountain Tigers. The group was dropped off by helicopter in a remote mountainous area east of Asadabad in Kunar province near the Pakistan border. After an initial successful infiltration, local goat herders stumbled upon the SEAL's hiding place. Unable to verify any hostile intent from the herders, the team cut them loose. Hostile locals, possibly the goat herders, let them pass, alerted nearby Taliban forces who surrounded and attacked the small group. After Murphy called for help, M.H. 47 Chinook helicopter loaded with reinforcements was dispatched to rescue the team, but was shot down with an RPG, killing all 16 personnel, eight SEALs, and eight service members from the 160th SOAR. Murphy, Dietz, and Axelson were killed in action. Luttrell was the only American survivor and was eventually rescued after several days of wandering the mountain and being protected by the people of an Afghanistan village. All three of Murphy's men were awarded the Navy's second highest honor, the Navy Cross, for their part in the battle, making theirs the most decorated Navy SEAL team in history. On July 4th, 2005, Murphy's remains were found by a group of American soldiers during a combat search and rescue operation and returned to the United States nine days later. On July 13th, Murphy was buried at Calverton National Cemetery in Calverton, New York, Section 67, grave number 3710, near his home in New York. And that comes from uh, the Wikipedia page. Yeah, what an amazing story over here. An an amazing look at heroism in the Afghanistan war, you know? It's amazing to see what what people do out there. I think it was really important because I I had never heard of, of Murph as the workout before starting CrossFit. 
but I did put a poll on our like wad of mouth and there was a couple people who said they didn't really know what Merc was or why we do it. As well as there's a few like pages I follow on Facebook that are very CrossFit style and it's a lot of new people. And there were a ton of people I saw this year that like did Murph, but didn't really understand why we were doing it or what it's for, or they, you know, they knew it was a Memorial Day workout and it was named after somebody, but that was kind of it. And I think when you put it in the context of that whole story, not to, I don't mean to call the story to like those events, it definitely feels a little bit different. And I think it gives you a little bit of a different appreciation while you're completing the workout as well yeah and i didn't know this at the time but the the movie lone survivor is actually about marcus luttrell that was the story that i just read how'd you guys do i mean i did all right i didn't do as well as i thought i would and then i figured out the reason why i didn't do as good as i thought i did and it was because apparently basic math once again bamboozles me so i have a 20 pound vest and it's adjustable i can take the weight out there's four pockets on each on like the front and the back and apparently instead of taking one out i'm supposed to take two out and that's five pounds off so i technically did it with a 17 and a half pound weight vest so you did rx plus and i still got 60 minutes and 49 seconds how's that how's that compared to last year because that's really what counts uh i don't think i i didn't actually count yeah i didn't time it last year it was just being able to do it was amazing because Obviously, we were stuck inside for pretty much all of March and April. I did time it last year. I did last year. I did it in 72 minutes. I had no vest. And halfway through, I had to scale down to jumping pull-ups and kneeling push-ups. So my goal going in this year was don't worry about the time. Just finish without scaling the movements down. And I was pretty confident that I'd make that goal. I ended up doing it and uh, I ended up comp- making my goal. I didn't scale any movements. I did not wear a vest again. And I did it in 63 minutes and 30 seconds. Nice. My goal this year was to do it in under 60 minutes because I did it vested. And I did it in 45 minutes and 28 seconds. Damn. I felt that way too until like I watched the video of me doing it and everything looked good except I was like watching my push-ups and because my back will start to like get tight if I go all the way down in a push-up. So they were kind of like half reps. Um, I originally was like, oh, next year I'll do it unpartitioned. But I think next year I'll I'll try to do it again with with um, better reps on those push-ups. I couldn't really compare it to last year because I was so injured last year <laughs> that it was just like, I was just excited to be around other people and uh, moving when I finished it. So I don't know what my time was or really how I did anything. Um, so the only thing I have to compare it to is like two years ago. I know those reps were all trash because I did, was doing it with a weight vest way before I should have been doing it with a weight vest. Like I definitely wasn't strong enough yet. And that was my own ego. Uh, but I am excited for next year, you know. I it's my favorite workout of the year like by far like not even close like if Catherine wants to do it again Saturday I'll happily do it again with her Saturday well we don't know if she'll be back in time but she is planning on doing it whenever she does get back oh good if she does it Sunday then I actually have a 10 miler so I might be able to pencil it in pencil it into my training routine I think the 10 miler will probably be my cool down if we're gonna start talking about Murph as the workout a little bit Kyle or it was I'm sorry it was Taylor who was um the coach when when I did it at 8 a.m and kind of reaching back a little bit to how I said you know two years ago I was able to do it vested but I shouldn't have done it vested Taylor gave some pretty clear like guidelines like if you're pull if you can't do 100 pull-ups without a band 
you're not wearing a weight vest. If you're not going to be able to do it in like a, you know, a decent amount of time, you probably should scale and not that, you know, you shouldn't be trying your best or doing your best. But I think a lot of people, it's a workout that kind of like me, like the intent of the workout is not for my PR, my time. It's like a great tool or a great kind of bullet point in the year to see how your training has been going. Uh, but I think a, pe- a lot of people let their ego get in the way and they do a lot of work they shouldn't do with poor form or, you know, poor reps. I was seeing a lot of like squats where it wasn't like people weren't going down. They were just like folding over. And, uh, and I know you get tired, like if you fatigue, it's going to happen. But I think that was, I really enjoyed that she did that. Cause I think that I would have had like a more authentic experience of what the workout really is in prior years. If I would have been like, no, no, I know you can do pull-ups, but you cannot do 100. So you're not going to start with pull-ups. Like you're not going to throw a weight vest on and do a hundred half-assed pull-ups. So I really appreciated that. And I think it kind of made the workout be what it is supposed to be, which is a memorial workout um, and not like an ego inflator kind of like, I don't know, something it's not. So I will say definitely listen. So Taylor did give great advice. So, and my, my buddy Platty came down from her, you know, we made plans for Memorial Day weekend that he would do it with us. And he was having a blast, except for when it came to the pull-ups, the sheer volume of pull-ups was way too much for him because he was doing a hundred, basically a hundred strict pull-ups. And then I said, oh yeah, you could have done ring rows or something. And he just looks at me afterwards, stone-faced. Why didn't you tell me that before? Well, I guess this goes back to listen to your coach from our etiquette video. Because we definitely were not paying attention. We were just goofing off. Mm. But yeah. But you guys were having a good time. We were having a good time. He was crushing the, the push-ups. Uh, I was pretty excited that he was there because and he was able to do it. Because he's been having uh, some hamstring issues. And he was really setting the pace on that first mile. Yeah, I tried to keep up with you on that first mile. And uh, so the first I've been, I've been basically training for Murph uh, this year, which was kind of cool. I've never done that before. But when we did the three mile run for the Podwad, uh, that's what I had to do. I had to keep up with Cassie or else I would have no idea what my time was. And that was such a good push. And I was like, I'm going to do that on Murph. And we got like one lap around the building. And I was like, I'm absolutely not going to keep up with her for this. I was like, oh, have a good time. <laughs> I was like, I know this isn't my, this is not my strong point. This is not where I'm going to make up time. This is fine. It was funny because I, I, I looked down at my run keeper because it's not exactly one full mile around our building to get the, from, for the four laps. And um, I looked back because Malcolm said, you're going to let us know when we're at half a mile. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got you. And I looked back and I couldn't see anybody. And I was like, where are they? <laughs> just Because I was at half a mile. I was like, where, where did they go? What happened? My Garmin, my Garmin had four laps like going down to like API. Yeah, going down to API. Uh, my Garmin had four laps at like 1.1. Your Garmin's wrong. I didn't train for this. And I had a really hard weekend that weekend, this past weekend, so... I woke up at five o'clock in the morning in Buffalo, New York, and uh, I got on an airplane and I flew in. And then I realized as I got home that I had not eaten, but I was getting changed to go do the Murph. And I was like, this is probably a bad workout to do with absolutely no food. I was also going to the gym a little early, so I stopped to get food on the way. I pulled into probably the most nutritious place you could pull into, Taco Bell. And I said, are you guys serving breakfast? And they said, no. So I said, 
You son of a bitch, I'm in. Get me a Crunchwrap <laughs> Supreme. So I ate a Crunchwrap Supreme and then I did did that workout. Oof. Well, you know what? I think uh, I think you have the best score now for not vomiting. Yeah. No, I felt fine. I think because I was so mentally prepared for it to suck, having eaten garbage like since Wednesday of that week, being up in New York, getting up early, like I had no illusions of doing a good job. And then I crushed my score from last year so i just imagine if i hadn't eaten taco bell you never cease to amaze me but that's just the life i live all right no and it was um it was fun so me and cassie did it at 8 a.m and then michael did it at 10 a.m that was the worst part the worst part was i was supposed to do it with you guys and then all the issues happened but the 10 o'clock crew was cool i like the 10 o'clock crew i liked how many new people did it yeah one of the guys in the gym, his name is Michael. He's only been coming for a couple weeks. Seeing him in there, I was really excited. I just kind of let him know, like, scale this down, man. This is going to suck. So just scale this down, and then next year, just try to do better. You'll have a whole year of training under your belt. Because right now, he's only been going for like two weeks. So uh, <laughs> this is a baseline. <laughs> well, I think there's a, there's like the physical training that you can do for Murph, right? But I think Murph is like mental more than anything. Um, I forget who I was saying this to. Maybe it was even you, Michael. But I was like, with Murph, you just have to accept that like you're going to go into the pain cave. You're going to hang out for a while. And uh, eventually you'll leave. It's going to end. But if you can't kind of enjoy that while you're there, I think the people who don't do it just can't. They're not people who can enjoy that. I don't know if I think they're the normal ones. Um, and the rest of us that can go go to that dark place and like be like, this is this is what I've been training for. This is great. Uh, probably have something wrong with us. But but I think that's a whole different aspect. Like the first year I did Murph, I did, you know, I had been doing CrossFit for like two months. I did ring rows. I did banded pushups. And I did like half repped air squats because my squat has been a little junky from day one. Like, I was just like, how do, I was like, damn, this is really rough. I was like, I couldn't, I was like in awe of people who were doing it in weight vests. Like that was just the most unachievable thing in the world to me. Um, so it's kind of crazy to look back from, from then to now that like me four years ago would have thought I was pretty badass. But over the last four years, I've come to enjoy that part of CrossFit, the part where you kind of turn inward and you can't worry about anything else, but what you're doing in that moment. And because you don't have the mental capacity, you can't be thinking about bills or work or, you know, nothing. There's nothing else you can think about because you're just wearing the next rep, the next movement moving forward. So I think that's another aspect that really needs to be trained if it's not something you have naturally in order to really get through Murph well, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. There was part of me that that really wasn't in the pain cave for this one. I think I was moving at a pretty good pace where I didn't have to worry about it. But if I was going into the pain cave, I was going right over to Cole, the gym dog. And he was giving me lots of kisses while I was doing push-ups. And then, of course, I was petting him as I was squatting. So it kind of took my mind off of everything. It kind of, it really helped to have that distraction there. I think it's good because now we can kind of figure out what kind of goals we want to set for next year. I know for sure that I want to retest this in maybe another six months, maybe sometime in December and kind of see where I'm at, do do a Murph maybe like twice a year, just so I can keep setting goals for myself. 
what about you guys? What what other goals do you think that you can achieve from this? Whether you want to work on your pull-ups or like your push-ups or you need to work on like your mile times. Well, I, I sent you a message today, Cassie, and I was like, my push-ups, woof. They're bad without a weight vest. They're honestly not worse with a weight vest because at least it looks like I'm closer to the ground because I have that extra layer. I always say like it's it's the one time I get to pretend like I actually have a chest and like know what it's like to not have to come t- like with my hands behind my shoulders to be touching the ground. But no, my that's what I need to really work on. Those push-ups just, man, they were bad. Which sucks because we were actually working chest for a long time and then we stopped. We stopped maybe in like November or something and we just really haven't picked it up since. For me, I think I think I improved so much from the terrible spot I was in last year that I really haven't had to like focus on a specific it was all gonna get better like there was nowhere to go but up from last year's right the pull-ups I think improved massively pull-ups are something I actually do work on Uh, we also do them a lot and I've over the last year I've learned those little technique tricks to make them a lot easier thanks to a few of the coaches my technique got better which obviously saves your grip and other things. So it made it made doing a hundred pull-ups partitioned like a cakewalk. I didn't struggle at all with the pull-ups. The push-ups were still a little hard. They're the, probably the most difficult movement for me. I broke them up in sets of 10. If I was to do it again next year, I'll probably start dropping and doing like 20 randomly for the couple months leading up to it just to get a little extra mini pumps in, you know? get some volume in there because that that um it was easier I could definitively tell that it was easier than last year but it was still hard (laughs) and the air squats they've never really bothered me but I've also never done them with extra weight so maybe that'll change it in a couple years when I try it with the weight vest Um, I wanted to bring up a question to you guys is what do you think of like the culture side of this event because this isn't just a Memorial day thing. Like I've kind of jokingly referred to it as like CrossFit Christmas because it's like the one holiday we all celebrate together. And as the story had said, like around the globe, like boxes everywhere. So what did you guys, what do you guys think of that? Do you agree with that statement? Um, what, what do you guys think of when you think of the Murph specifically? Well, I've said, like, it's my, it is my favorite workout of the year, but part of it is doing it with everybody. It's that community. I just really enjoy that so much. I do like the, the sentiment of it. I do like the, the meaning behind it. And I, I like the uh, CrossFit Christmas because that is what it is. I mean, even the, the barbecue after and the cookout, and it really does bring everybody together. The only thing I think I have seen, and it wasn't under like the current management, And I know I was, I was just saying like, you know, do what you can realistically do. There was like a coach that would kind of basically be like, if you can't do this RX, you shouldn't be here. You're disservicing people. And I think that was a little discouraging and not what the day was meant to be. And I didn't like that. I didn't like the attitude that it brought to the, to the event because everybody there is doing their best. Like somebody's best to you might look like half-assing it that might be all the ass they got to give i don't know who that was but that's a bunch of horse shit like that's just flat fucking wrong and that person's shitty it's a shitty mindset it's that's just fucking garbage that angers me so much as like an actual veteran that you would 
be like, you don't have a right to remember somebody. You don't have a right to be part of this because you can't physically like what elitist fucking trash is that? That's kind of appalling, actually. Fuck that person. That's all I gotta say. Fuck that person. Yeah, yeah it, it was not a veteran either. I will say, Michael, it was not a veteran. And yeah, they were basically like, if your squats aren't to depth, like you're dishonoring people. And I think, I think that's kind of where CrossFit starts to get the the bad name is it. I, I don't have an, a nicer way to put this of like being, I'm holier than thou because I'm fitter than most. And I think that thinking that's rooted in that thinking. I think a lot of people think they're better than other people because they're fitter and they're not. And I think, I think this event in particular, I've seen people just get hung up on that versus participating the way CrossFit is meant to be, which is accessible to people of all fitness levels. I got a little off track there, but, but to bring it back in, Cassie, what do you think? I mean, I think, so I think of it like the, the different level. So for me, when I first started CrossFit, I had always worked like, um, on Memorial Day based on like the jobs that I had. So I had no idea that it existed until basically I actually learned about CrossFit. It was actually more accessible than I thought because even when I was still going to Gold's Gym, they had Murph. So they still had the Murph Challenge. And the cool thing was I did it partnered with one of my friends from there. And, you know, he was, you know, we were making plans to do it and everything. We did half Murph because obviously scaled it to our, our needs and did our own little part of it. But we did it together. We were pretty much like the only two in there doing it at the time. And it was it was a lot of fun. You know, when we were finishing, it was like a sense of accomplishment when you do it with someone else. You know, even though we didn't do all the reps, you know, just knowing that, you know, you could partner up with that. Obviously, everybody in the military isn't on their own assigned mission. They have team missions. They can do it together. And I think that's the fun part of it is that even though we weren't doing all of the reps together, we were still doing it as a team and, and, and bonding like that. Um, and even this year, you know, like last year when we didn't have basically any equipment and we were doing it out at the local track and there was only two pull-up bars and one of them was half a pull-up bar where we were all just, we all just had to jump up and we were already at a rep. You know, those are the fun things is that you, you kind of pushed yourself out of the element just to get yourself there. And even this year, overcoming the pandemic, you know, last year we were in it, this year we overcame it, you know, doing it as a community is a different feeling to it. Um, And you can tell that everybody in the gym this year was super excited, super pumped. So whoever that coaches, screw them, because everything that we did was together. It really didn't matter, like, that we did it by ourselves or whether we did it with other people, uh, the fact that we could do it, I think is something because Lieutenant Murphy can't do it now. So we do it for him and his honor. That's well said. Thanks. You brought up a, a good a good segue when you're talking about how you guys did half of one. I think whatever you can do, that's what you should be doing. And then the next year, the goal is just to do it a little bit better. I mean, I don't know how that's a hard um, idea to digest but maybe we can figure maybe you can tell us who that person is and i'll just send them a little memo that like that's how it should be mm-hmm. uh but yeah i was doing it uh, one of the things i do love about a workout like that is we all kind of know how it like it's gonna suck and we're all doing it together and there's that like little push and nudge and encouragement that you know like you're almost done this year while i was doing it 
even though I didn't get to do it with you fine ladies, I uh, I did get to do it with with Vic 2021. Yes, and my CrossFit husband. John yes, Dutton. I did it with him last year too. So I, I maybe maybe I just need to make that like a a streak, you know? Oh, and our favorite person, Dave. Yeah, of course. <gasps> I did it with a lot of good people. All right. <laughs> you had a solid crew with I you. I did. I. I was upset that I didn't get to do it with you guys. But then when I walked in and saw who was doing it at 10, I was like, oh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Yeah. And as I was going around, I was finishing up. So was Vic. And uh, Vic's much faster than me, even with a vest. I mean, he's old, but he can move. And and as we were like wrapping up, he he just was kind of like, come on, Clep. We got it. Keep going. Keep pushing. You know, not like the normal uh, smart ass shit talk. He saved that for after we finished, you know. <laughs> but it's like a it's a good it's a good feeling it's kind of a reminder that we're like all in this together even if it is just an hour-long workout you go through things like that and it brings you closer together and maybe that's like something i missed from like the military when i was in like you go through these the shitty training and you feel you feel the camaraderie right and you feel connected you know what it's like you've all felt the same pain and it's kind of similar. I mean, it's not similar in the sense that, like, no one's shooting at us, you know. Um, the stakes are much lower. It's just a workout. But we're still going through something together. It's still tough. It does That doesn't take away the fact that it's not easy. Building on your point, Michael, it's something we all choose to do, right? Like, we all know it's going to suck. We all know it's going to be bad. And we all know it's going to be an hour of work. Um, and we all know we can just choose to not do it. And I think that that just goes for like CrossFit every day. I know it's a joke that a lot of people make and I make that I can't believe I pay so much to to do to do this all the time, to be punished all the time. But choosing to show up and, and doing it to whatever your ability is definitely is is a little different than like, I don't know, you know, at work you have camaraderie, but like, yeah, y'all kind of have to be there. Like none of us have to be there for each other. None of us have to be supporting each other none of us have to be doing those things. And I I think Murph encapsulates that very well. But you see that throughout, you know, throughout the year. I know I've mentioned it like a few times, but there's been there's been so many things throughout this last year that that I've, you know, leaned on you guys for or that especially, you know, like with you guys, how many times have I mentioned, you know, just my back? (laughs) And you guys like always listen, you don't have to be there like doing that. You could be like, I'm sick of hearing of this shit go away just down to like grabbing breakfast after a workout I think there's a different there's a little bit of a different choice when or a different feeling um when everybody's there by choice and participating in something hard by choice and then accomplishing it and then you all have that feeling of accomplishment to kind of soak in together I think it's an amazing an, an amazing thing that really is it as an adult like being out in the world hard to find in day-to-day life that we're lucky enough to have a small, a small glimpse of multiple days a week. You say that everybody's willing to, but I dragged Buddy to that. He had no choice. You know what though? It is interesting because it is like the one workout where people who don't even do CrossFit will show up and do it. And you know what? He did it. And he, you know, when we came back for the barbecue um, afterwards, he was already talking about his strategy for next year. So this was his first Murph and he was, he was ready. To, he's, ready to to take it on next year and everybody was cheering for him afterwards you know we don't 
you know, half, half the people in the gym didn't even know him and they were cheering for him. It was, it was a great time. I've said something, something I've told my mom, because as we know, my mom has started CrossFit. I've told her she didn't do the Murph. It's a little much for her right now. So hopefully next year she'll be good. But uh, I, I tell her something I say, when you're on the fence on whether you want to go to the gym or not, I'm not going to tell you you have to, but do note that you, I've never regretted going and working out. Like I've never walked out of the gym and been like, that was a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> and I kind of feel the same way about the Murph. Like we, we may dread it. We may not want to go do it, but at the end of the day, no one is like, damn it. I shouldn't have done that. We're all kind of proud that we did it. We're all feel pretty good. I mean, the barbecue was, was awesome afterwards shoving hot dogs in my face and just talking about how terrible it was. <laughs> Grill master Dave really did it up. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag Dave fan club for sure. That's right. Something about Dave's wieners. It just tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this, you know, the first hero wad that I did was hot shots 19. I love that one. And Vic was, Vic was the coach um, for it. And I remember was that a couple saying, of years ago. It was like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was in that class. That was like one of my first two. I love Hot Shots 19. Side note, I know I'm interrupting, but uh, Catherine's cousin is from that town that like they that those firefighters Ooh. saved. She remembers that day. Wow. Yeah, Look she remembers that. that day. The community gets bigger and yeah. bigger. So yeah, that one means a little something to me just because I know like that they actually saved someone's life that I know. It's pretty cool. But continue. That's pretty nice. Yeah, back to me. Um <laughs> No, but one of the things that really stuck out with me that he said was, it's only a little bit of pain, but it pales in comparison to what they've been through. And that's always stuck with me throughout like every hero wad. And one of the things that kind of encapsulated that the most was, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, there's always somebody who is more disadvantaged that's doing that's doing it. And when I ran the army 10 miler the first time, I remember I was running it with my sister and it was my first time running like 10 miles ever. And I was like, I really want to stop. I really want to stop. I really want to stop and walk. And I remember seeing a double amputee running by me. And I said, if he can do it, I can do it. And then I also said, you know, Jared and Ivanka did it. So if they can do it, I can do it. But it's always stuck in my head. Like if they can do it, then, you know, what's stopping me? That's a good note to end on, actually. We can move on to Podwad, which was the Bella Challenge. I don't even remember what I did on it. You did. Didn't you hit break 200, Michael? No, I thought I did because we like the way we were shifting around and things, we were moving bar, but we were kind of interrupting, if you remember, another class. Malcolm says you got 185. Yeah, yeah. He thought he had 45s on there, but it was 35. Yeah, we were moving the barbells around and he had 35s on. So I started counting it as 35s or 45s. It was quite disappointing. I thought, uh, I thought it felt really light, and that's because it was. <laughs> I did the same thing. I got really excited and thought I PR'd my clean and jerk at 145, but I didn't. I did PR my jerk, so that was exciting. But it was not 145 pounds. It was 130, I believe. So we must have been on on the same. It was page. it 135? I thought it was 135. It was 130 or 135. 135 is like, I can consistently hit it for multiple reps. I actually did five reps at 135 today, uh, but I can't do 136. I had a blast. 
I was actually not feeling very well like that day. I was feeling like kind of out of it, kind of tired, kind of like, eh. but I did it anyway. And I got, I thought I was going to at least hit like 140, maybe 145 if it was a good day, but I ended up hitting 150, which was kind of nice. Well, you killed it. Yeah. So this two weeks, this fortnight, this fortnight is Cassie, right? That's right. If I I remember correctly. That's right. And this workout that I've chosen is all Louis' fault right here. Oh, God damn. So it's the one that Ryan Fisher did with the ground overheads. And all you need is four plates, increasing weights, 25 uh, reps at each weight. Um, So for the men, a plate of 25, 35, 45, 55 pounds. And for women, 15, 25, 35, 45. And it's called the 100 rep full body finisher. So what do you do? So you do 25 reps at each plate for guys, 25, 35, 45, 55. You just do 25 reps and then you move up and wait. To ground to overhead? Plate ground to overhead. Plate ground to overhead. This is one. Where do we find a 55 pound plate? You're going to have to use the kilos. This is one that sounds like it won't be so bad because you're just like, oh, it's just ground to overhead. But if you've ever done a lot of ground to overhead, this is going to freaking suck. And I saw Louis post that story. It's today, all Louis' fault. And I was so annoyed. I knew this was coming. Yeah, this sounds. This is all Louis' fault. All right, ladies, is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap up? So, Michael, I would like our viewers to know that we understand that not everybody who follows us out on Wad of Mouth on Instagram listens to our podcasts, and that's a okay. We'd appreciate it if you did, especially like the man who decided to DM us last week. So if you tuned in two weeks ago, we talked about not sexually harassing women and being a normal human being. Well, I posted a story on Wad of Mouth, which asked about what do you have a recovery routine? Would you have a go-to recovery meal after your workout? And it was a picture of my smoothie. And this man decided the appropriate reply would be that he uses his own homemade organic nut butter because it's higher protein. Um, Then he sent shirtless pics and pantsless pics, thankfully no dip pics, uh, but he was getting there for sure. So that was just really frustrating. Uh, but thankfully, Michael Michael swooped in and saved the day. Michael, would you like to talk about your response? Um, well, so I asked him where he gets his nut butter, and that's when he sent a nice picture of his thighs. And so then I, I couldn't find where the protein is coming from. So I sent a picture of me squinting and I said, it doesn't look like a lot of protein to me. And I think he's expecting a picture of one of these very attractive ladies and he got this very attractive man. And I don't think that was his, uh, his target audience. So he instantly blocked us. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes you a hero in my book, Michael. I, I'm not gonna lie. It was a little fun. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess maybe, maybe he did listen to the podcast and was like, wow, Michael's never been sent. Uh, <laughs> I was sliding him DMs. Photos. <laughs> Better fix this. You know what? You know what he did? He sent all those uh, DMs, then listened to the podcast, and then felt really bad about it. So then he unfollowed us. We have, we have our pod wad. If you guys want to be given like a little heads up before the episode drops you can join the podwad it's the podwad challenge right that's it podwad challenge group on instagram or on instagram on facebook what am i talking about 
You can send us emails at wadamouth at gmail.com. You can slide into our DMs. Just please no dick pics. We didn't get a dick pic. I said that last time. We still didn't send a dick pic. Uh, preferably no ejaculation references either. Um, but you can slide in our DMs at Watermouth. Uh, questions, concerns, just want to say, hey, maybe you want to send footage of you doing the pod wad. That'd be cool. We might, we could put you in the reel if you do that. We could. Uh, and then you can find me at uh, live underscore laugh underscore wad. Um, that's also on Instagram. It's just memes. Uh, that's all I got. All right. You can uh, find me on Instagram at prep it real good. Um, you can see what I eat, get some meal prep ideas. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's just mostly food. All right. And you can find me at Platty Bro Fitness. He's Platty. I'm Dude Bro. Watch us work out.